Cashflow Ninja, episode 211 with Michael Blanc. Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast empowering and inspiring people to discover how to generate their own income and manage, grow, and protect their own wealth in the new economy. Now, here is your host, MC Laubscher. Hello, Cashflow Ninjas. MC Lobster here, and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Ninja. I have a great show for you today, and in today's show, we're going to look at why you don't need money or experience to get started in multifamily investing. My guest in this episode is Michael Blanc. Michael is a full-time entrepreneur, investor, and coach who's passionate about helping others to do their first apartment building deal and get out of the rat race. He has raised $2.6 million for 35 residential and multifamily projects valued at over $10 million. He continues to actively invest in apartment communities in multiple states throughout the East Coast and the Midwest. His asset management partners control over $58 million in performing multifamily assets all over the United States. In addition to his own investing activities, he provides training and consulting services via the michaelblank.com website, and he has helped his students acquire over 300 units of multifamily real estate valued in excess of over $11 million. Please share your feedback and thoughts on today's interview. You can let me know your thoughts on Twitter by tweeting me at MC Lobsher or by email at info at CashflowNinja.com. And please remember to join our mailing list by signing up at CashflowNinja.com or texting CashflowNinja, one word, to 44222. To ensure you never miss one of our episodes, you can also download our free interactive smartphone apps on the Apple and Google Play app stores. I've created a Cashflow Ninja investment group where I share opportunities that I'm investing in with my fellow investors. If you're interested in joining this group, please email me at info at CashflowNinja.com and we will continue the conversation to see if you're a good fit for our group. My friend Dave Zook says, you can be conventional or you can be wealthy, but you need to pick one. At The Real Asset Investor, Dave and his company create value for investors looking for higher yield returns from real estate ventures domestically and internationally. To learn more about the exciting investment opportunities The Real Asset Investor offers, such as the syndication opportunity at Mahogany Bay Village in Belize or investment opportunities in the multifamily space in the U.S., visit CashflowNinja.com forward slash real asset investor. Gelt Inc. is a multifamily syndicator which has acquired over 6,700 apartment units valued at over $1 billion through a private equity syndication model. Gelt provides its investors with significant cash-on-cash returns while maintaining and enhancing equity invested for the long term. You can reach out to Joss Satin at joss at geltinc.com to learn more. Have you read Rich Dad, Poor Dad? Are you interested in real estate investing and don't know where to start and how to get the results you want? For valuable information to get you started, visit JoinOps Properties at joinopsproperties.com. 
If you want to create an income stream of 8% on your cash or money in your self-directed IRAs within 90 days in real estate without finding the property, fixing it up, finding a tenant, and all the other management headaches, you have to watch the private lending presentation at cashflowninja.com forward slash private lending. The wealthiest investors on the planet know how to capture their wealth and leverage it to perpetually grow it. If you're interested in learning the premier strategies of the wealthiest individuals and families on the planet, you can access your free webinar at cashflowninja.com forward slash be the bank. Joining me on the Cashflow Ninja podcast is Michael Blank. Michael, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Can you please share a little bit about your background and your journey with my listeners? Yeah. So, uh, you know, I got, a, I got a good job and got a graduate degree in computer science and got a job like everybody else around me. And it, I wasn't, it was, I was 35 until I actually figured out that I was an entrepreneur. And that's when I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I would always have been an entrepreneur, I guess, at heart. I just wasn't paying attention to it. So when I read that book, I was like, ah, I'm such an idiot. You know, it doesn't matter what you earn or how much money you have in the bank, it's how much cash flow you get. And, and I thought I was pretty smart up until that point. And I was like, man, that, wow. And it really, it really shifted everything I, I did. So I threw my background away and I did the two things that Kiyosaki says in the book, which is you need a cash flow business and or real estate. And I said, Ooh, why don't I do both? So I started my journey for financial freedom through cash flow. At the time, I had some, some money through a software IPO which was, in hindsight, gave me just enough rope to hang myself with because, <laughs> because my big idea wasn't real estate. I, yeah, sure, I flipped a couple houses. I got a mentor. I flipped some houses, and that was a lot of fun. But my big idea, MC, was restaurants, okay? So hear me out, okay? So was, <laughs> I, I knew a few guys that were franchisees of a popular chain that goes, you know, we're going to hire a guy. We're going to just how much to open the restaurant. They're going to run everything. And we're going to sit back and count the passive income. I said, sweet, that's exactly what I want. So the whole th I figured I had enough to maybe build out or buy three to five restaurants. So I plowed my, essentially my entire net worth. I put all my chips in and says, I'm going all in because I want to be permanently done with, you know, with my financial situation there. And so that's what I, what I did. Uh, and it worked well for about five, six years. And, uh, and then it stopped working so good. And, and, and then after the course of those years, I ended up losing 95% of my net worth on that. So I'm still kind of digging myself out of that whole little bit. Uh, I, I was, as I was doing this stuff, cause I was all of a sudden full time, I did a bunch of other stuff. I traded stocks and options. I flipped some houses, uh, held some houses. I even had a short sale negotiation company. I bought apartment buildings. I'm sure I'm, I'm leaving something, something, something out, right? So I did a bunch of stuff and looking at all the things I've done. There was always something that wasn't right with the business model. So right meaning, you know, I want passive income that I could scale and I could scale it up as much as I want or I could stop whatever I'm doing and it doesn't take all my time every, every, every day. And the flipping houses thing made great money, a lot of work, right? Short sale negotiation made a little money, a lot of work, right? Stocks and options, and that was kind of, kind of fun a little bit. The only, and then of course, restaurants didn't work so well financially. It was just a poor business model that I had, you know, kind of built on. And the only thing that really checked all the boxes for me was apartment building. And uh, so four years ago, I started blogging about it. I started teaching about how you can get started with apartment buildings, why it's a good idea, how to raise money, how you can overcome a uh, lack of experience, kind of like, like I did. Uh, and now like you have a, have a podcast and I have a training platform. And so my mission really is to help people become financially free with real estate 
but maybe not in the way they think, which is single family houses. You've been involved with quite a number of stuff right there that, that you just listed and settled on multifamily. Can you share some of the reasons why you settled on particular multifamily, what some of the advantages is of multifamily as, a, as opposed to some of the other niches in this space? And share a little bit more about your investment philosophy overall and if you have a checklist tying into that. Right. So things I like about multifamily in no particular order, um, I can get financing for it readily. I mean, it's the only business in the world where, where banks will literally loan you unlimited amount of money. Non-recourse means it doesn't have to personally guarantee that under 5% amortized over 20, 30 years, financing is abundant, right? It's easy, easy to raise money from people with real estate because people understand real estate. If I try to raise money for some kind of software company or a restaurant, people kind of go, yeah, I don't know that one. Maybe not, right? So, 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 equi- so raising money is easy. Number one, it's the most passive investment, and there's no such thing as a passive investment, having gone through that. But it is the most passive investment out of any that I've seen because uh, you because in the business model is a third-party professional management company. So some guys want to maybe manage it themselves. I, I don't advocate that because, number one, it's not a good use of your time. And number two, the property managers, the good ones, are going to be much better than you will ever be, ever be. So what I'm saying is there's a there's a manager built into the business model, which I just find incredibly compelling. Number two, number three, number four, where I'm, I can, I can achieve my financial goals faster. So I sat down and I was like, you know, if I want to, if I want to cover my living expenses and generate $10,000 per month in income, how many single family house rentals would I need? And, you know, I came up with 50, 50 single family house rentals. And I was like, holy cow. And I flipped three dozen houses over three years, which I thought was an amazing accomplishment, but so much work. And I needed 50 to, to get there. Oh my gosh, right? Now, how long would it take and how much work would that actually be? And I was like, incredible. With apartment buildings, most people were, uh, cover the living expenses in three deals or less within two to three years. So I can achieve my goals faster and I can scale it up. So I can either stop when I want to and sit back, sit on the beach or do whatever. Or if I enjoy the activity, I can just keep doing it. And there's guys that have hundreds, even thousands of units because they enjoy the activity. And all those reasons, I like multifamily. Now, what is holding a lot of people back into this? Because I think the mindset truly is one to start off with that I've seen. But a lot of people, they look at real estate and they start with single family, but they never get quite into the multifamily space. What, what's holding them back? Yeah, two reasons, MC. You're exactly right. I go, you know what? The best way to achieve your, your goals, become financially free is with apartment buildings. You know, they go, okay, I love it. but But then there's a two reasons, right? One is... I don't have the money and I don't have the experience. See, most people sitting at the RIA meetings every month, they're there for one reason, right? Financial freedom. That's what they want. They, they want to quit their job, quit the rat race, secure their retirement. And, and that's, why, that's why they're there. And so when I say, hey, guess what? I get, an, I get the, best, the best plan for you is apartment bills. They go, yay. And then they go, wait a minute. That's an advanced strategy that maybe after you know 10 years of, flipping some houses, doing some landlording, saving enough money, it's something I will graduate to. And it's interesting when I look at my own experience and when I interview people on my podcast, you know, what's the thing that you would tell your younger self you could? And every one of them without exception says, skip the single family houses. What a, what a distraction. And, and the reason people don't do it is because of the two things. They feel like they don't have the money, which they don't. Most people don't. And they don't have the experience, which is also true. Most people don't, aren't born into a multifamily, uh, a multifamily family like Donald Trump was, right? Right. So what happens is people kind of go, I can't overcome this. 
right? And, and in a short period of time with some training and some, uh, some techniques, people now can see how they can overcome both the money and the lack of experience. And now they kind of go, oh my gosh, I think I can do this. So share a little bit more of those strategies of how to overcome these two hurdles because, I mean, these, these are challenges up front that can be overcome. Uh, how, what, what, what would you, how, how would you share to overcome those two hurdles and, and challenges? Yeah, so when I got into restaurants, like I said, my big plan was to basically plow my net worth into these restaurants. So by the time 2009 rolled around, this was now in 2006, 2009 is when I really got hot and heavy into, into rehabbing, but I didn't have any more my own money because all, it was all deployed. At the time, the restaurants were actually going pretty well, but all my money capital was gone. It was done. So I had two choices. I, either I, I just wouldn't do anything or I would have to raise the money. And I remember, you know, when it was a friends and family or something and, and you know, I told them about this stuff and they're like, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll invest $25,000 for you. And I was paying 12% interest and in a six month return. And, and I was like, holy cow, this guy was dumb enough to invest with me, you know? And then I got a second guy to, to, to agree to that. And, and I was like, holy cow, I just, this big giant light bulb went off in my head. My ability to build a business, in this case, real estate is only limited by my ability to raise money and find deals, not by my own personal financial situation. And it was a huge aha moment. And so the solution to this problem, you don't need your own money. You need other people's money. And again, you know, people say, oh my gosh, I, you know, I don't feel comfortable in, in using money for my friends and family. Or, and and not, that's a confidence issue. <clears throat> that's a confidence issue. The truth of the matter is people with money have two problems. They're, not getting, they're having a trouble finding a good investment that has yield, and they pay too much taxes, either in general or on the investment. So real estate, as, as you well know, has a great tax benefits for the investor and the returns are disproportionately larger than normally that you get on Wall Street. So if you withhold an opportunity like this to a high net worth individual, you're actually doing them a disservice to them and yourself. So really the art is to learn how to raise money, which is not difficult to do. And that's the one thing that I've seen as well, you know, with regarding to experience, everybody has started somewhere. And that's where mentors come in, aligning and partnering with folks that are, that are also having more experience. But then also, as, as you said, it's the ability to find a deal and then obviously put the, put the deal together, raise the capital for that and the, and, and the secret source. Now you've talked about raising capital. Are there a couple of uh, strategies you can share of how you su have successfully raised capital? One of the main problems in people's minds about raising money once they start thinking about it, they're like, okay, uh, let's say I'm, I'm, I, I, I want to raise money, but I don't have a deal under contract. So what am I going to raise money for? Yeah, that's true. You, you can't raise money for a deal you don't have. They're like, oh, okay, what if I'm lucky enough to get a deal under contract and now I have 45 days to raise the money to close on it? I don't know if I can do that. And you're right. That's really hard, almost impossible to do. And so they, it's like this catch-22. And they, again, they throw up their hands and go, can't be done. I'm out. Here's a solution. The solution is something I call the sample deal package. It goes like this. It's an investor package from a real deal. It's got real photographs, real financial projections, a real rent roll. Everything about the deal is real, except for one thing. You don't have it on a contract. Now, you tell your investors that, but you use it as a conversation piece. You're saying, look, here's the kind of deal that I'm going to do. Take a look at it. Let me know what your questions are and your concerns, and let's talk about it, right? So they're going to get all the major questions and concerns out of the way about you, your track record, your team, the kind of property you're doing, the returns, the way you're structuring the deal. All this requires time and conversation. 
and uh, a comfort zone, right? And so you have right. that conversation up front with an investor. And when they get comfortable enough with it, you can say, look, are you in for $50,000 if I find a deal that looks substantially like that? And they go, yeah, if you find a deal that's substantially like that, yeah. I mean, you know, obviously I'd have to look at the deal, but sure. So you do this enough and you get verbal commitments long before you have your first deal under contract. And then when you actually do, you got your whatever, you have five investors or $50,000 each. You say, hey, remember that conversation I had two months ago? Well, I got a deal just like that. And you send them the deal package that looks, of course, substantially like the sample deal package. And they're like, yeah, this looks great. I'm in. And so within five days, you've raised a quarter million dollars, even though you know, you've been working on it for three months. And that's how you overcome this chicken head problem with raising money. You're listening to Michael Blanc on the Cashflow Ninja podcast. We will be right back after a word from our sponsor. Are you on track to achieve your financial goals? Income-producing real estate is the most historically proven way to accumulate wealth and has created more financial freedom than any other means. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best turnkey cash flow rental properties. Our simple proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly income. Get your free strategy session with our knowledgeable investment counselors at noradarealestate.com. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com. You're listening to Michael Blanc on the Cashflow Ninja podcast and now back to our interview. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of people have that mindset where, you know, I'm going to find the deal and we'll get into the analyzing of a deal right now. But it's, they think about, it holds them back because they think about, oh, I'm going to put that under, where am I going to find the money? Well, as you're looking at properties and you're going to look at hundreds of them to find a good deal uh, and even more than that, right? As you're doing that, you're networking, you're building up connections, you're going to networking events. The internet is, is a fantastic place to network and you start building your list. And as you mentioned, that sample package is a great way of doing that. Starting a conversation with someone saying, here's what I'm doing. Here's the properties that I'm looking at. Would you be interested, you know, in, you know, an X percent preferred rate or if that's what return are you looking for? And you start building up your Rolodex. So by the time that you actually have something under contract, you have an, a quite a significant database that you can actually then present this to and go and raise that capital from. That's right. Yep. Now let's talk about analyzing the properties, where to find properties. So, and what are great sources of finding these properties? Yeah. The critical skill, whenever, when you're looking at stuff, how to get, how to get started, the, the core skill is learning how to analyze deals. Uh, and it's so critical because it does a variety of things. Number one, of course, you need, to be, you need to be able to analyze deals to make offers, of course. But it also helps increase your vocabulary and your language, which is important when you interact with people so you don't appear like a newbie. Very important how I'm being taken seriously. Also, your ability to analyze deals increases your confidence. So if you can call BS on a broker about, how about their marketing package, it implies that you have a high degree of confidence in your own analysis. And that makes a huge difference when you approach uh, approach brokers and, and investors is your ability to analyze deals, right? So the, the heart of that is that you just need a good uh, a good financial model. And, and I have I have one for sale on my website called the Syndicated Deal Analyzer. Uh, and, it, and it and it accommodates, it allows you to do very simple things very quickly, but it also allows you to model very complex things uh, with investors in mind. So you need a sound financial model and you know how to use it. That's really at the core of it. And then it's, it just requires practice. So so, you know, if you were a coaching student, one of the first skills that you would, you would learn is to analyze at least five deals. And once you have that, you have that, that minimum skill level that you can then build on. So analysis for many different reasons is one of the first skills that you develop. Very, very, very important, uh, that one. And also reading what's behind the numbers. And as you mentioned, there's a lot of fluff 
in uh, pro formas, you know, once it basically should start with once upon a time. Um, <laughs> and then you can ask the, the right questions because the power become is the power is in the questions that you ask, because that's the information that you're going to get and asking the right questions. Now, Michael, if there's listeners listening to this uh, and they're thinking about, okay, you know, I, I'm interested to get into real estate syndication and this is a route where I want to go. Uh, we don't have experience. We don't have money, but we've already dre- addressed those issues. You mentioned a very important concept of team, uh, the team members. And if you don't have a track record, that's a great place of bringing in a mentor or someone with a great track record. But in the next couple of months, where do they start? What, what advice would you give them for the first 30 days, what they should do? Yeah, step one is to educate yourself. And there's a variety of great products out there. Obviously, I have a course as well. It teaches you all aspects of buying uh, apartment buildings, but there's others out there. Number one is education, right? And then, and then the critical skill we talked about within that is learning how to analyze deals, number one, and learning how to raise money. Those, those two are, are the most, most important. So educating yourself, learning the skill of, of raising money and, and analyzing. Um, and then because you don't have a track record, it's very important that you have a strong team around you. And rather than talk about yourself, which is not much to talk about, if there's no track record. You talk about it in terms of your team. Who's on your team? Well, your property manager manages, you know, 5,000 units in Atlanta, right? Everybody knows this property manager. Well, he's on my team. I got this real estate attorney. Everybody knows he's on my team also, right? Then I have a great coach or a mentor or advisor, maybe even have an advisory board. And maybe, uh, maybe the broker I'm dealing with actually knows one of those people that are, that is my coach or advisory board. And now, now you have this overwhelming team behind you and the fact that you don't, you know, you haven't done a single multifamily deal is all of a sudden not important anymore because you have such a team around you. So building a team, educating yourself so you don't sound like a newbie, building a team overcomes the lack of experience that you have. And this is something that can be done literally within a 30-day period. Your way you the language that you use and your confidence and a team around you can be built up in a very short amount of time. And, and, and doing seven years of single family house investing actually is not only not necessary, but, but very distracting. And I thought when I did my three dozen houses that people would give me credit for my achievements. And they're like, yeah, yeah, it's interesting, Michael, but you know, what multifamily have you done? I'm like, yeah, but, but look at, look, like, I got literally no credit at all. It was like, it was like it never happened. I, I was, I was just blown away. So it doesn't even do you any good if you get distracted with seven years of single family house, but that's how you overcome the experience. And so, those are some of the first thing to do education, learn, analyze, and build your team. Yeah. And, re- and absolutely through the education review as many, many deals as you possibly can. I know from personal experience, I spend hours and hours of, of looking at them, every single uh, t- type of deal that you can find under, under the sun. So, but that's great information to start. Michael, what is uh, your uh, opinion or your overview on the real estate market right now? Where are we in these, this economic cycle that we're operating in? Uh, and what's your outlook for two thousand and se- the rest of 2017? So I, I would say it's, it's challenging all around to find good deals, all right? And so what we're seeing is a lot of people are overpaying. There's a lot of cash on the sideline with the stock market maybe going up and down. There's uncertainties there, a lot of foreign capital there. So there's, there's people who are overpaying for stuff. And it's important in this kind of environment that you don't relax your investment criteria. You, you stick to your returns. The truth is people are still doing deals. Uh, people on the outside might say, oh, it's way too difficult. But why are people still doing, doing deals? Well, because they're hustling. That's why. You know, they're not falling in your lap. 
there's only one time when deals fall in your lap, and that was in 2008 when the crap was hitting the fan, and there was deals falling in your lap everywhere, but no one was buying because everybody was scared, right? So right. The, 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 the lesson is it's really never a good time to invest. It just really isn't. You just got to look for the right deal in any kind of market environment. And we don't want to, we don't want to repeat the same mistakes we, we did in before 2008, where people were, were buying without cash flow. They were relying on appreciation and they were doing five year arms. And all the combination of that made a giant mess of things, right? So, so, you know, they say every seven to nine years, we're due for an adjustment. We're in year nine now or whatever the case may be. So we're technically due for some adjustment. Okay. Oh my gosh. So does that mean I should sit on my hands? No, it doesn't. It just means I need to be prudent. It means I need to buy stuff that cash flows today. I, I, I shouldn't be getting five-year arms. I come due in five years. Five years, who knows what's happening? Right. Right. So maybe I, I'm going to sell. My plan is to sell in five years, but let's say I can't or I can't refinance. I better make sure I have a 10-year lo- uh, loan on that, on that property, right? In 10 years, a lot of things can, can happen. Time heals everything, right? So don't compromise your underwriting rules. Uh, and you got to work for your deals, right? I mean, deals are still being done, but people get, you know, they make offers on three deals and they're disappointed they don't get one. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. happen that way, right? You got to right. think of the 101 rule. You make offers on, on 100 and you, you close on one and maybe get close to a couple other ones and you close on one. And it takes time, but it doesn't take a lot of time. Once you earn trust with brokers and let's say you meet them for lunch or you walk a property, you know, you have a professional uh, appearance, you're using the right language, you talk about your team, they're going to take you seriously, right? So maybe after three months of working together, they might call you up and say, hey, MC, I tell you what, I'm, I'm about to put a, I'm working on a package for a property. It's going to be out next week, but here are the financials. Why don't you take a look at it? You know, if you're, if you're in the strike price, you know, maybe I don't have to list it at all because I'm a lazy, I'm, I'm lazy, right? Right. So those are called off-market deals. And those, that's where you want to get to. And, and you get that with some trust building up. It doesn't take a lot of time, but it takes longer than a week. Right. And that's where we want to get to. And once you have, I mean, you even have two or three brokers like that, you have all the deals you ever want. And, it, and it's amazing. So just a little bit of persistence, you can overcome that lack of experience and generate incredible deal flow. Absolutely. Uh, the other question that I have for you is what markets are interesting for you right now? What markets are you looking at and, and why? Yeah. So, so I mean, the question is what market are we not looking in? So I, I am starting, I'm, I've been joint venturing with my students or people that have my analyzer and out there making offers. I have a joint venture program that if you find a deal, you underwrite it the way I, I teach and you pre-negotiate it. So it's either off market or you have verbal agreement on the price that makes sense. I have a, a way for people to submit that deal to my deal desk. We will then engage with that student, work on a joint venture agreement, and then we'll raise the money for that for that deal. It's a we closed our first one. It was a 69 unit in Memphis. Uh, this was in back in April, and since the word got out, the floodgates have opened uh, on the deal desk. And so uh, I'm basically uh, partnering with my students, and wherever they go, as long as it makes sense, that's where I'll go. Now we have assets in Memphis. We're in Houston and Dallas and also in, in, in Atlanta. Uh, we have deals in Oklahoma City, ah, Tallahassee, Florida, right? Uh, uh, I like St. Louis, Indianapolis are good, then Ohio, Cincinnati, Columbia. Um, those are all good markets. Those are markets where the economic outlook, the job growth is very positive and cap rates aren't so depressed uh, like on either coast in San Francisco, California, or, or even the East Coast where it doesn't, it's really difficult to buy things that make any kind of sense unless you're buying cash and have a very long outlook. Uh, so we're looking a little bit more in the middle of the, of the, of the country. 
Now, Michael, one habit I've observed from wealthy and successful people is that they're always studying new things and uh, learning new skill sets. What are you currently studying and what new skill sets are you currently learning? Well, that's a, that's a great that's a great question. I mean, I'm always, it's a multiple front. So what, 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 what can I do, you know, with, uh, to better my, my relationships? How, what, how can I be a better listener? How can I, uh, ask better questions on the podcast, right? How, how can I improve my money raising skills? How can I, what kind of partnerships can I form that will move, move us forward, right? So these are all things that I, you know, I'm, I'm constantly trying to improve every, every aspect of my life. So it's difficult, difficult to, to answer, I, I just I, you know every day I wake up, I want to be a little better than the than the day before <laughs> on multiple fronts. Gotcha. No, absolutely. Now, a core message in our show is to leave our families, communities, and the world better than we found it by passing down a mindset, values, and principles to future generations, not just money. So, if you cannot pass on any money to future generations, and we're only allowed to pass on three principles to them to build wealth and achieve happiness and success, what would they be? Yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things where I think the biggest lesson is for us to be content with what we have. And if we can do that, then we can be at peace with ourselves and and with our environment. We can we can live into our purpose, uh live a life of significance. And that's really what I want for for everyone. And the big problem to that is money. Okay? So Here's what I mean. If I'm trying to have a conversation with you about living a life significance and determining your passion and you know, like, Mike, what the heck are you talking about? I'm working 50 plus hours a week. Okay. I get home. I put my kids to bed. Maybe I have dinner. I, and I crash on the couch, go to sleep and wake up so I can do it next morning. On the weekend, it just takes me enough just to re-energize enough so I can do it again on Monday. What are you talking about? Okay. And, and that's frustrating because I think that if we can all live a life of significance and purpose, the world would be a better place. But we're unable to do that for the reality that we're in. And a lot of this, specifically the, the breadwinners for family, they're consumed by providing for the family. And that's our calling. We all accept it. But we can't figure out how to provide for our family and control our time together. And those two are in conflict with each other. And that's what I'm trying to solve. So ultimately, I want everyone to be able to live a life of significance because I think the world would be a better place. But I can't do that unless you're financially free. And you can achieve financial freedom through a combination of reducing your expenses, of course, and passive income. So I'm helping with the – Dave Ramsey will help you with the, you know, the expenses, and I'll help you with the income stuff. If you put the two together, most people – actually, I say all everyone, everyone I've interviewed, there's been four dozen people already – that have decided to, to pursue a multifamily strategy from that day, from that moment of decision, it has taken them anywhere from six months to three years to uh, replace their income. And they're done. And it changes. Uh, one of my coaches, uh, two of my coaches have replaced their income with apartment buildings. And it's, a, it's an odd conversation. What are you, what are you doing today? Yeah, I don't, I don't know exactly. I don't know. And they're struggling with this new reality. But what's going to happen over time, it's already starting to happen. They're starting to, because there's now a vacuum in their mind that was previously taken up by their workday, and all of a sudden, it allows them to think bigger, to think maybe because they've taken care of themselves already, now they can maybe start thinking about the world around them. And that's a very powerful thing. Very, very powerful. Uh, Michael, where can my listeners learn more about you, uh, your podcast, and stay informed of all the projects that you're involved with? Yeah, my website is themichaelblank.com because there's only one. It's uh, T-H-E, Michael, B-L-A-N-K, themichaelblank.com. 
And that's my website. I have a ton of uh, free resources on there. I have a free ebook called The Secret to Raising Money to Buy Your First Apartment Building. I have articles. I have a podcast and YouTube videos. So if uh, I would strongly encourage your listeners to strongly consider multifamily, if it's right for them, then to decide to move forward. I'd be happy to help them along the journey. Fantastic. Well, Michael, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your journey and your knowledge and providing so much value for my listeners. No, thank you so much, MC. This is MC Laubscher, the host of the Cashflow Ninja podcast. As you may know, I'm also the president and chief wealth strategist of Alhalla Wealth Financial. We help individuals, families, small businesses, entrepreneurs, and professionals build their wealth outside of Wall Street and help investors maximize the use of every dollar in their personal economy and boost their investment gains. We do this by combining the capital and investments with the financial vehicle of the wealthy according to the infinite banking concept. If you're interested to learn more about privatized banking and the infinite banking concept, you can access an exclusive webinar at cashflowninja.com forward slash be the bank. Thank you for joining my guest, Michael Blanc, and myself on the Cashflow Ninja today. Many of our listeners have taken action and received a personalized game plan of how to collapse time in their financial plan and become financially free in 10 years or less. If you're interested in a personalized game plan and a custom roadmap, to achieve financial freedom in 10 years or less, you can register for a free webinar at cashflowtactics.com forward slash ninja. If you like what you hear and appreciate what we're trying to build here at the Cashflow Ninja, please subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes and share our show with family, friends, and your network. I'm always trying to learn and improve in every area of my life. So if there's any way that I can provide more value for you and serve you better, please reach out to me at info at cashflowninja.com. If you're not a subscriber to the Cashflow Ninja Gashku newsletter, you can sign up for our newsletter at cashflowninja.com or text Cashflow Ninja to 44222. Geld Inc. is a multifamily owner which has acquired over 6,700 apartment units valued at over $1 billion through a private equity syndication model. Banking on the renter revolution amongst millennials and baby boomers, all-time low home ownership rates, and a major shortage of well-located apartments at affordable price points, Gelt has provided its investors with consistent cash-on-cash returns while maintaining and enhancing equity invested for the long term. For more information on how to achieve sustainable yield for the long term, you can email Josh Satin at josh at geltinc.com. Smart investors know that the banks actually don't own most automatic teller machines. In fact, the opportunity for private investment provides stellar passive returns, figures in the double digits, with the added bonus that most of the income is tax-free. Who wants to walk blindly past an ATM and not cash in on that opportunity? ATM machine ownership brings you a steady stream of hands-off passive income. Dave Zook and the Real Asset Investor team have been providing opportunities for investors in this uptrending activity of ATM use. If you're an accredited investor and would like more information on how you can invest in this exclusive asset class that very few investors will ever have access to, sign up for your free webinar on how to create income streams from ATMs at cashflowninja.com forward slash real asset investor.
Jimmy Freeland and Bob Scott have been in your shoes and have used real estate investing to become financially free. They have designed a system to take any beginner to an experienced deal-making investor in the least amount of time. They offer opportunities from basic education, coaching, bridge loan investing to turnkey investments in the cash-flowing market of St. Louis, Missouri. For more information, please visit joinopsproperties.com or call Jimmy and Bob at 314-799-2247. If you want to create an income stream of 8% on your cash or money in your self-directed IRA within 90 days in real estate without finding the property, fixing it up, finding a tenant, and all the other management headaches that comes along with it, you have to watch the private lending presentation at cashflowninja.com forward slash private lending. The wealthiest investors on the planet know how to capture their wealth and leverage it to perpetually grow it. If you're interested in learning in the premier strategies of the wealthiest individuals and families on the planet, you can access your free webinar at cashflowninja.com forward slash be the bank. That's our show for today, everyone. Until next time, live a life of passion and purpose on your terms. You have been listening to the Cashflow Ninja with your host, MC Laubscher, the podcast empowering and inspiring people to discover how to generate their own income and manage, grow, and protect their own wealth in the new economy. Today's show notes and resources are available on our website, CashflowNinja.com. This presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objective, situation, and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness. 